welcome back. <laughs> you are listening to And the Beat Goes On Dating After Divorce. We are your hosts, Jackie Trammell. And Dion McDonald. Hi, Dee. Hey, we're back at your house tonight. Just yes. mixing it up. Thank you for um, accommodating my very um, special need to yeah. be close to home tonight. Yeah, so Jackie, why don't you tell us a little bit about why we needed to do this close to home tonight? So today, this is a little PSA for all my friends. So right, we're of an age, right? Uh, right uh, we're of an age uh, and there are certain things that we do to take care of ourselves when we reach a certain age so uh, uh, I'm, I'm just not mentally there but yes you're so right tomorrow <laughs> I am having my very first and hopefully the only one of this decade uh colonoscopy so wow in a little bit I will start drinking <laughs> the yummy effective uh cleanser mm. if you will so wait back up Today you've had no food, is that right? I've had I no, I got to enjoy some saltine crackers. Oh, I'm sorry. And some white rice <laughs> earlier. Um up okay. until noon. And so since noon, all I can have are clear liquids. So um cranberry juice is on the list of accepted things. So I am drinking a little cranberry juice today. So this will be a little different because I think this will be the first podcast in almost three years where we have not been drinking bubbles. I know. It you, is really a So effort. Jackie's got her cranberry juice. I did have my, my water bottle full of water, but she actually generously poured me some red wine. So I will be drinking yes. alone tonight. I'm, well, but but I'm I'm with you in spirit and I mine is red. Very, very <laughs> red. And uh, I'm it, it, you know what these are the things we do and we do them to take care of ourselves and then and then we can move on with our lives well I remember last year when I went to a new doctor um she did a thorough checkup which I love I mean I was very grateful that she did a thorough checkup and part of the checkup I wasn't grateful for because she started asking about my drinking habits and um I tend to be really honest and I just was like yeah this is how much I drink and she immediately recoiled (laughs) and, (laughs) and I'm like but but and she's like, okay, Dion, so we're going to have to talk about this. And I was like, well, anyway, and she gave me a stern lecture about um, drinking at our age. And I was like, it's not like I'm an alcoholic. And she said, I know, but you know how many drinks a person, like a woman, is supposed to have. And I said, two a day? So she just should all over you? And she should it. She should all over me. And I said, um, two. And she's like, one at most and I said oh okay and I regretted being brutally honest because usually I fudge a little bit but I was honest and so I mean to be fair she was very kind and she said you know there's no judgment in this I just worry about long-term effects and I was like yeah 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 and then she said and I will be asking you about this next year when you come in for your physical and I was like damn um but other than that she was great and then she said you're not quite old enough for a colonoscopy yet and I was like okay because I I, you know wasn't 50 yet yeah when you're still not I'm not I'm not true but she said instead have you ever done this she um said well there's a like a pre there's a screening screening so I did that where you basically have to poop on a piece of paper and like (laughs) put it into a file and basically put it in the mail and it's (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. just a very awkward thing. You're like, I'm dropping my poop in the mail. <laughs> it's so weird. So so I've done that, and apparently I was okay. Perfect. So I don't know if that means I don't ever have to have a colonoscopy ever. I don't think that's oh, what that means. Damn. But I'll let your doctor <laughs> deliver whatever news. Oh, and she will. And she will. Well, and it's funny. So my, just before we get on to yeah. things of the day, but when I saw my doctor recently, she we were just doing the checkup, and so she was talking. The alcohol subject came up again. And because I was talking about, you know, yeah. I'm really struggling to lose weight. She's like, so, you know, mm. 
alcohol. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so then we talked about all these different strategies for things that I could change in my diet that might help me lose some weight. And um, she's like, well, what if you just tried doing carbs for one meal a day? She goes, that might help you. And I was like, okay. And I was like, okay. And then I started thinking through, okay, what breakfast options would I enjoy that don't have carbs? Because I like eggs, but I don't love them. I don't want to eat them every day. I don't eat. um, And when you have eggs, you want toast. At least I I do. I I have since embraced some zero sugar Greek yogurt stuff. But at the time, I was like, well, I'm not sure. I don't really love yogurt that much. She's like, well, what if you made breakfast your meal that had carbs? I'm like, because I can't drink alcohol at breakfast. I have to work all day. And I'm like, (laughs) if I'm going to have carbs once a day, it's got to be dinner because that's when I can So she's including alcohol in that mix? Well, it just is a carb, right? I I know, but was she talking? Okay. Well, see, my and my person didn't go that route with me. She was just more like, I'm concerned about your liver, your long-term liver function. And I was like, hey, girl, my liver enzymes are just fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, I, and I knew everything she was saying was right. I just didn't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. That's not fun stuff. Ugh. Anyway. Okay, so, Dion, we have a new yes. entry. I think this is going to be an easy guess don't for you. Don't say that. Can no. I think, okay, just, just. I think this is going to be pretty easy. Oh, okay, and I will tell you it was surprising for me. Okay. Okay, so. Surprising because you thought we already had them. I'm going to give you the hardest clue. Yeah. I'm going to give you the hardest clue first. All right. They're considered a quote unquote coconut culture, which simply means that from the outside, the the culture, the people appear to be sort of stony and formal. But when in reality, they're very warm and welcoming and friendly and, and loving people. Germany. No. We already have them, but that's what I would think of as like that. They are of. the most populated country in the world. And they are home to every panda in the world except for two. China. China. We don't already have China? We didn't. I went back and double. I'm like, what? I had to go back and print out the two different lists and compare. Yeah, yeah. we did not already have China. Well, I, that, okay, that is amazing. I did not know that. So, China, ni hao. Welcome. <laughs> that's, that's hello. That's literally, I know ni hao and I know xia xia, which is thank you. Oh. So, xia xia, China, ni hao. Oh, very nice. Um, I don't know any well, Mandarin. I, I, so. went, I went to China um, a while back, and I will tell you that of all the trips I've ever done, it was the most pleasantly surprising trip because I didn't necessarily have specific expectations around the trip. I went along with a girlfriend who had to go for work, and she invited me to go, and she she's like, if you want to go, I'll help pay for your trip. And I said, what the heck? And because I did not have any preconceived notions of the culture or the country, and I just kind of went along and just enjoyed it, it was such a phenomenal trip. And the people there were just so kind and welcoming. And they don't, at least at the time, 10 years ago, and I think still today, they don't have a ton of Western tourists. Like, that's not a place that Western tourists tend to go. And because um, it's a communist country, it's just not like, I don't know, it's just not a place that westerners tend to go and it was i got followed around a ton by little children who would take pictures of me and then laugh and run away and i had mothers shoving their children at me to try to have photo ops oh and i'm like i don't know if it's because i was just tall and white like i think that was what it was because i definitely stood out right or if it's because they thought i was somebody famous i have no idea but it kind of made me feel very very um uh, famous special yeah special and I enjoyed it but no the people are so kind and loving and I had one of the best experiences riding on a train between um, it was between Beijing and Xi'an and it was a whole there was a whole car full of children 
between the ages of like eight and 20 who were peppering me with questions about America and our culture. And, and I was teaching them bad words, of course, because that's what every kid wants to know. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. It was like, it was a wonderful trip. So I'm oh, so happy that I'm we so have our glad. Chinese following now and welcome to yes, our Chinese very exciting. friends. Um, I do have just a few little fun facts. <laughs> oh, good. Fun new learning. So this was a new expression that I read about today, and it's called dopamine dating. Now, I read about this in the Hindustan Times. Okay. Um, but basically, dopamine dating is a concept that just encourages people to maintain that sort of new relationship excitement, um, you know, into the relationship. Mm. You know, you often experience that at the beginning, but then you want to maintain that. And so... They offered a few suggestions on how you might do that. Things like maintain individuality, mm. playful, winty, winty, <laughs> or you might say witty, banter. Or winty. Also, AKA flirting, I think is what that is. Mm -hmm. um, don't take each other for granted. It's okay to go slow. Prioritize intimacy and not necessarily just physical intimacy, right. but all the intimacies. All the intimacies. Um, and if you're living together, if you're married, engaged, whatever, take some time off together and keep doing new things together. Nice. I think that's very sweet. And I and I think that as we've talked about before, like, you know, all relationships ebb and flow. And I don't think it's possible or even optimal to keep that same sense of infatuation and lust right. that you had in the beginning. But I like the idea of dopamine because that's something totally different. That's just like a brain chemistry that it's like your happy chemicals, right? So you can you can continue to be happy to see each other yes. and excited. And I think that's what that's about. And I love that. Yeah. And just keep it a little fresh without yeah. but enjoy the stages and enjoy the development of the relationship, right? Because right? like, as as fun as that initial infatuation is, there's something so amazing about the richness of having been with someone for a long time and just that depth that you right. get. Right. You know, I agree. 10 years in, 20 years in or whatever it is. And sometimes I think we bemoan the loss of the initial infatuation. But in reality, like what is really special is being with someone for 10 years and still feeling excited to be around them. Right. And it's not going to be the same as the beginning, but it can still be exciting. It can be a different, yeah, it can be a different excitement. So another term I read about is called dating vigilantism. <laughs> so and this could go so many ways. Well, and so I, had, I was like, "What the heck is that?" So I was reading about it, and you know, there's a site out there called "Are We Dating the Same Guy?" And there's all these different ways that. So if you're oh. dating someone and you think you might not be the only one, I think that one was started back in New York. I read about that a while back, but basically it was a a, a site for girls. Okay. To post about the guys they were dating to see if anyone else happened to be dating the same person. So I'm guessing that this would be after actually asking the person. Like, because you'd feel like... Presumably. I, I would think that you would at least try to ask the person first before you're like, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to go online and find out. So this idea of dating vigilantism is basically when people use things like that kind of technology uh -huh. to surveil each other's behavior oh dear. and kind of transforming personal and romantic lives in a public spectacle. So, um, hmm. And you see it in other forms, too. So this article that I read talked about, you know, if you are chatting with someone and you have this text and you decide to take a screenshot of it and share it on a public format to quote-unquote, warn other people about that person. Okay. 
or to shame or ruin oh. someone's reputation. It's really a dangerous behavior. And it's interesting because it kind of oh. started with this idea of women looking out for other women and posting warnings about, hey, this guy sexually assaulted me or this guy okay. did this or that. And and so it's a really fine line. Like where does sort of common, that sort of sisterhood or whatever of right. looking out for each other. It's such a, it's such a slippery slope into, I, I don't like this guy. So now I'm just going to shame him. And it can right. go the other way too. Right. Men can do the same thing to women and, and in different ways. Or women to women or men yeah. to men. Um, so vigilanteism to me um, is a, I wouldn't say it's a negative term, but I would say there's a sort of kind of underlying, like almost violence about it or yeah, like I when get you that. think of a vigilante, you're like, there's someone and and I'm not, I mean, sometimes I feel like we should be like, I'm thinking of crimes and stuff. Like, I think we should be a little more vigilante as you know, you're like, dude, we know this guy killed all these women. Let's just like kill him. <laughs> like, like forget about the whole String court system. String him up. Okay. I'm taking that to extreme, but I understand that concept. So to me, when I think vigilanteism, I'm like, there's an underlying kind of like, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I guess violence about it. So it's not just looking out for other people so much as it, as it is like a vindictiveness or a vendetta. It's vengeance. It's it's a, vengeance. There's, there's vengeance. That's what I'm looking for. It's vengeance. And there is a, a violent feel to that because mm-hmm. when we think about our exposure to the idea of what a vigilante is. It's usually in television and movies and it's someone who is dealing with another person's wrongdoings in a generally pretty violent manner. I feel like there's a lot of V words that we just talked about. There's like vigilante and violence and vendetta and vindictive and they're all V words and they're all like right there in the mix. So today's episode is brought to you by the letter letter V. V. Um, oh, this one I thought was interesting, and I think you will like this one. Oh. So it was uh, an article I read on Yahoo Life about uh, helping introverts <laughs> take dating from sort of an online place into an uh, into the real world. Uh-huh. That can be really challenging if you're an introvert. Uh-huh. Like if you're a true yeah. true introvert, that's really scary. So I've just, thought about that before. Not with me, not because I'm not a true introvert, but for people who really have a lot of anxiety yeah. about going out in the world, for sure. So this had some really, I recommend the article if that's you, because it had some really interesting tips. Like say, say the name, it's from Yahoo Life. Life Yahoo Life. And yep. what's it called? Introverted Dating Tips to Take Online Relationships, IRL. <laughs> okay. So the first one is set small goals. Um, that can be something as simple as just saying hello to a stranger or if you're in an online dating sort of platform sending a voice note to someone you're interested in and then building on that set some goals check them off one at a time don't feel like you have to go from I'm a little scared to meet someone to I'm gonna go meet this person in public like there's steps you can take to to get work up to it um don't indulge in negative thoughts it might be more comfortable if you are gonna meet someone in person to find a place you're familiar with that feels good to you yeah Trying an active date so that can it can focus yeah because it can mm-hmm. focus the attention off of you and yes. onto the activity. I like that. Uh, come prepared, meaning with where where you're going to be, some things to talk about, that kind of thing. Be honest with your date, which I think is just a good rule anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you need to speak to a professional and maintain your self care routine, and then in a separate article uh, that also popped up in my feed, there was a um, best apps for introverts the best dating apps for introverts are eHarmony and coffee meets bagel oh so i wonder why i wonder what that makes those two so well suited to introverts 
Uh, you know, I probably could have taken a deeper dive into it. Well, no, it, I'm just curious. But... Like, if anybody out there has, I mean, eHarmony, is that one of yeah. them? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty popular one, but... Like coffee and bagels, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it, though. So I'd be curious if anyone's yeah. tried it. I want to know. I want to hear about it. Maybe you should try it and report back. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I'm going to, I will, okay. I will, I will definitely try it. I'm not probably the target audience for pure introversion. Weirdly enough, online dating doesn't freak me out like no, some I, things do. But yeah. And I don't think coffee meets bagel is specifically for people who are introverted. But it's interesting that it's saying that that's a really good one. Yeah, it will be interesting yeah. to see why. Okay. Um, and then the last thing that I have today, which I thought was really fun. So there's a, a comedian, her name's Allison Goldberg, and she has created a new live interactive comedy show. So where it's a dating game show that she does live at her whatever. Fun. And um, it's called Love Isn't Blind. And in it, <laughs> none of the male contestants are allowed to speak during during the game show or during the the females are but the women can speak so we can see the guys they can see they can see them but they can't hear them speak oh wow so they have to they have to deduce from their looks who are the quality guys or who's a smart guy or Or, and maybe the guys who are (laughs) not speaking or picking like i i would love to watch that i hope there's a recording of it somewhere because i would really 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 love to watch that hmm Speaking of Love is Blind, do you watch that show? I do not. I know I've I've referenced it before, but the last season of it that's actually ending right now was actually filmed in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't watched it for a while. I watched like the first couple seasons, and then I kind of didn't for a while. And then, of course, I had to watch that one. And it is kind of interesting to see... Like I recognized so many of the places where they were filming, oh, that's and fun. it was fun. Um, and I was reading up on like exactly where like their apartments were because we would, you know, I would like stop it. Like I was like, okay, because you can recognize it, yeah, because so, they do like an overview of the city. So it's kind of fun when you know the city to watch it again, and um, then to kind of guess like, oh, I wonder if they're in that building, right, or, right, oh, it, which side of this building yeah. are they in? And, and then like I literally found where their apartments, their apartments are in Capitol Hill, but you couldn't really tell. You had to like literally pause, like freeze frame it, and then look at oh, like oh, I recognize that road. So like, oh, that's where Madison comes down, and then you know like you yeah. can actually see it. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's fun. But, um, yes, and I'll, and I will. Those of you who watch it, I will not have any spoilers. Although I think it's over now, so there there but are. But some no people are are binging. Some late. people are binging. That's right. So anyway. So I thought it would be fun, Dion, since it's just the mm. two of us today, to talk about an idea I read a little bit about. And it is called dating confidence. And essentially, hmm. it boils down to the idea, and this is something that I, and I'm sure I've shared about it on here before, but it's this idea that that when, if you have dating confidence, you are less worried about how the person you're dating perceives you and more worried about, do I actually like that person? So where, okay, so the confidence comes in where if you are a confident person who who is secure in yourself and who you are you're not going to be terribly concerned about say how you're coming across to that person or oh what oh did I say something wrong or did I do something wrong or what do I look like or like you're going to be more concerned with correct oh do I even like this person am I even interested in this person and I know this is something you've talked about with me before, and I think on this show too. Well, and it's interesting. So one of these these 
searches that I did talks about it and says that it's it's really about knowing that you are worthwhile and worthy, which is, you know, one of my trigger words, words yep. apart from whatever attributes or talents you can offer to someone else. So if someone's looking for specific things, not letting that diminish your own sense of self-worth and confidence in dating. So do you feel like, because I know that we've talked about the fact that we, you and I will choose topics kind of based on, you know, something that's important to us. And do you think that this is an issue that you have struggled with in the past? I think it's an issue that I, to some extent, will probably always struggle with, but Mm. I'm willing to do the work to overcome it. Mm. Um, I do think, especially when I first went back into the dating pool, I was so, (coughs) literally, if, if I thought a man found me attractive, or a man that Mm. I was interested in found me attractive, or sometimes even if someone just, I didn't necessarily have my eye on them, but then they told me I was attractive and then I'd be like, oh, well, that's nice. Maybe I like Maybe you I now. Maybe I do like <laughs> Right? And it's so, I mean, it sounds a little pathetic, no, I'm doesn't. willing to admit, but it has taken a lot of time to, first of all, recognize that in myself. Yeah. And then secondly, turn the conversation a little bit, turn the table a little bit and go, okay, because that has not served me well. Here I am 10 years later still not still not in a you know with a a partner and so what I had been doing clearly was not serving me very well so I've had to it's it's probably been the last year probably since we started this podcast probably since we started this the last couple of years that I've really looked at that and made my choices when I do meet people based on that and not on whether or not I think they might like me do you have an example of can you think, and sorry to put you on the spot, but I'm curious, like, if you look back over your dating history um, since your divorce, and obviously you don't have to name names, but can you think of an instance that you could talk about where you met someone you wouldn't have necessarily even eh, considered that person, and then when you found out, or when they told you you were attractive, you were like, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, I do like you. And then you actually acted on that? Yes. I mean, there were there have been several people that really fit that description, and some of them were not good choices. Well, can you tell me about one of them where you, you just kind of let your – you put your blinders on. Okay, so, yeah, we actually talked about this person okay. in the last episode, the oh. guy that, that – again, I wasn't ever really super attracted to him. Okay. I knew that he was dating someone. I had known him for a while and kind of found him to be a bit of an ass, which as it turns out, he kind of is. Um, but at the, you know, for different reasons, mm. I didn't know that he, you know, had had this other history, but just in the way we had interacted previously, I was like, this guy's kind of a dick, right? right. So you weren't initially and then, like, but oh, then, this seems like but a really then cool guy. After I got divorced and then he actually ended up getting divorced from his wife, there were a couple of times where he reached out and we had decent conversations. Like it turned out he was a, he was a pretty good listener and, and he was easy to talk to. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then, so at first it was really just like a friendship conversation. And then he was like, well, would you ever... Have, have you ever thought about 
would you ever want to go out with me? And I was like, well, aren't you dating someone? He's like, yeah, but we're never going to get married. But, but it wasn't until he told me that he was attracted to me, that he thought I was sexy, that he was interested in me, that I was like, oh, well, maybe I could try that out. And I think, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm having aha moments left and right over here. And that's what it's we do. the clarity of not drinking or eating food I'm having. Dang, I got to try that. Epiphanies. Not the not eating food, the not drinking. Mm. But um, per my doctor, <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the things that I think I struggle with when it comes to, you know, I, I've made it very clear that I would like to have a relationship. Right. There is a scarcity mindset that people have, and I'm one of them. That I sometimes I can focus on the lack of the relationship instead of the abundance of everything else that is in my life. Again, things I'm working on. But if you're in that place of scarcity mindset and someone comes at you with some little some making you feel yeah. good and oh well this person's interested. Maybe this person's interested. What if nobody else is ever interested? I should probably give that a try. And so I think those two things kind of played against my dating con- none of that says confidence, right? Right. Right. So would you say that there is a direct correlation, and maybe this is just a no-brainer, but I don't know, yes or no. Do you think there's a direct correlation between self-confidence, just in who you are as a person, and dating confidence, or are those two different things? I think if you're a truly self-confident person, you carry that into most of your life. I think you can be a self-confident person and have moments of Mm -hmm. self-doubt. I don't think anyone has 100% self-confidence all the time unshakable god bless if you do please tell us your secrets but but I do have like I think about one friend of mine in particular who for the brief period that she was single um she is a supremely confident person she just knows how awesome she is and that that just came through to it comes through to everyone who knows her and so when she was dating before she met her now husband excuse me I don't know what I could possibly be burping right now. Um, But when she was dating, she never worried about whether someone liked her. She was just like, well, do I like this person? And, and if she did great. And if she didn't, all right, see us. And, and I admire that because I think that was the piece that I lacked, but I'm working, you know, I've gotten so much better. You know, it has been a journey to understand and again, just to identify those things, right? Right. I think like that whole phrase, knowing is half the battle. It's so cliche. And there's a reason it's a cliche because it's so true. Right. Because you have to acknowledge that and, and understand it about yourself in order to then say, but is that how I want to continue on or do I want to change that? Right. And again, when you stop and look at, okay, is the behavior I've been doing working for me? And <laughs> Is it working the, for you? The answer was no, it's no, not working it's not. for me. Mm-hmm. And so I do work on that. And I've made much better choices. Like, I feel like the men that I have dated in the last few years are just better matches for me in general. Now, none of them has been the match, but I feel like I get a little closer. But it's progress, right? Right. It's progress. I've learned to prioritize my needs and wants and and values in a partner instead of looking for, you know, the red flags I might have overlooked in the past. So there's knowing... But then there's changing. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Where are you on this spectrum of dating confidence? Um, you know, I think when I was younger, well, okay, so 
when I look back at my dating life, before I got married the first time, I was definitely more... I, w- I definitely did not have the, the self-confidence in general. I mean, I was mm-hmm. young. But also, I think I had... The baggage that I was carrying into every single relationship was that I was too much and that nobody was ever really going to love me for everything I was because I was always going to be too much. So oh. I... Yeah. And I mean, I can look back on that and I can... You know, sometimes I've I've been to therapists that you know they're like, okay, talk to your talk to your little girl, the little girl that once was, and imagine she's there, and what would you tell her? And as cheesy as I think that exercise can be, when I can get into that mindset, I try to tell my inner child like, you're not too much. You just have to find someone who appreciates everything of who you are. And I am so much better at that in my 40s, almost. <laughs> 50. It's still hard to say that. I'm like, (laughs) I have a panic attack every time I say it. Um, Yes. But when I was in my teens and 20s, I never had a problem meeting people. I never had a problem dating men, like boys. Sorry, they were boys. Um, What I had a problem with is we would get to a certain point and I would think, but I need to make them stay. Oh, okay. Because... Now they've seen the, these great parts of me. They've seen the, the Dion that like shows her happy face to the world. Because there mm-hmm. is that piece of me, of course. But then there's the other piece of me that's like, I'm not always happy. I don't always have a good day. Sometimes I'm just a fucking bitch. And that's okay. And sometimes I'm a lot. And sometimes maybe I can be too much for people. But that's okay. But when I was younger, there would be this point where I would sense, uh-oh, they're going to see these parts of me. And then they did. And then I always felt like they were like, peace out. Now, looking back, that's probably not fair because they were young. You know, they were right. boys. Like, this was teens and early 20s. So they were probably like, okay, maybe they were scared off by me. Because young men often <laughs> can't help, and that's fine. But it wasn't about me. It was more about where they were in their lives. Right. So I remember, this is so weird to even think about, but when I met my who became my first husband, um, I remember feeling this sense of vindication almost, another V word, um, when he actually wanted to marry me. Because to me, that was like the ultimate goal. Right. This person's gonna stay. They're gonna stick they around. They have to. <laughs> Which at the end of the day, isn't always the best reason to be right. with someone. Um, but at that point in time, it was like, oh, he loves me. He loves me enough to stick around. And he's seen all these things and he's still here. And that was, there was like this, it was like I had achieved something in my psyche that was like, you're okay now because he's seen everything and he's he wants to, to be there. And, mm-hmm. and I really truly believe that that relationship, I wouldn't say it was healing in and of itself. I would say the fact that I was in it. We were both in it. And then I was able to walk away when it got toxic. Mm-hmm. That helped heal me because I. it was like this message to myself that you don't have to stay. Like, yeah, he'll stay with you. But are you happy in this? And And me deciding, like, we've done everything we can and I am miserable and he's miserable and I need to get out of that. I need to extricate myself. That was a very, like, that was my aha moment. Like, 
No, you got someone to stay, but at what cost? Right. You know, like at what cost to him and at what cost to you? Well, and then there comes a point, too, where it's, okay, you've got someone to stay. (laughs) But I think that's that's the thing, though, is is the someone the right one, right? And And I still don't know what the right one is. (laughs) Sometimes I think we get caught up in the search for the someone. Right. And we lose sight of whether or not they're the right person. I also want to go back on something you said because you were talking about when somebody sees your your shadow side or your your quote-unquote less the good the shiny. bad the ugly yeah the everything. all the all the, right. all the qualities yeah I I had this aha moment literally yesterday morning and it was so random it came out of nowhere <laughs> but the last person that I dated we split up and I, I was annoyed with the way that he went about it right. he did that that sort of um Just, what do we call it the not ghosting but the uh, breadcrumbing. Well, or yeah, there kinda, was that yeah. term for it, but where he faded he just out. faded away. He right. just phased out. And then he expected you to do the breaking up, kind of. Right, exactly. And Or or I think he didn't even want to have that conversation <laughs> ever. I he think he really wanted just, just wanted us to be friends. And just he just wanted our relationship to morph into a friendship. And mm. I was really bothered by that. And, and it's funny because we're not friends now. We're not not friends. We have a lot of mutual friends and have you seen him yeah. since then? Yeah, I actually oh. just saw him like a week ago. Oh, you did? And it was fine. Okay. It was completely fine. But I do get a little uncomfortable around him. And I, I sit there and I think about that. Like, why is that? And I had this moment because you know I struggle with vulnerability. Yes. And <laughs> I think everyone on this And I was the now. most vulnerable with him that I have been in a relationship Ever, because he was the one when I got in my car accident and I was literally oh, yeah. a little broken physically and had no car and needed to depend on someone to help me with some things, even just for a few days. He yeah. was the one that did that. And so then I think maybe that's the reason when you do reveal those parts to yourself, it is such a big, scary thing. And there is so much fear associated with that. And then so I can see why, I guess, yeah. It was just when you were talking about that, I was thinking, well, yeah, it's hard to be vulnerable with someone. And then I had to tell, share you my aha moment about why I think that has bothered me. It's because I actually oh, let myself be vulnerable and then the relationship fizzled. fizzled. But see, that's that. the beautiful thing is that was not about him at all. That's all about you and your development as right. a human being. So whatever he does or doesn't do, wherever he is or isn't in your life, you were able to get to that place for you. And that's just going to make you better for the next person that comes along or the person who comes along. Well, and I think that understanding that also helps me helps me understand why I felt weird around him now. And and I think I can let go of that now because yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that's about. Well, that's oh. silly. And just sort of let it go, right? right? Like acknowledge it and then move on. Yeah, and move on. Okay. So no, that's sort that of totally makes. So yeah, as to your question about like where I am now, I'm in a very different place now. Um I do feel like, kind of like your friend. Like I mean, I kind of feel like I'm a catch. I mean, and I'm and I know my faults. I know my flaws, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I do know that I'm kind of awesome. And I feel like I am who You're I very am. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm just so at this point in my life, I'm much more of the sense of so. Jackie, by the way, is now getting her. What is that called? Barium or something? Like it's called. It's like. This is called Go Lightly. Oh. I'm sure it's very made. <laughs> go Lightly, but she's not going to be going lightly. She's going to be going heavily. Oh. She's drinking a cup of this 
clear liquid that I think is secretly vodka, but she swears it's not. Oh my God, if I drank that, they wouldn't need to sedate me tomorrow if that was vodka. Right. All right, anyway. Cheers. Cheers. So here she goes. I'm, I've got wine. She's got her barium, whatever, liquid. Anyway, so yeah, she's going to drink and I'm going to talk about how I have much more confidence in dating now. She's making a horrifying face. Oh my God, that's awful. Okay, so those of you who are um, contemplating getting your colonoscopy, do not be deterred by the fact that Jackie looks like she just swallowed a dead raccoon straight out of the garbage can, like roadkill. Oh my gosh. It's like the saltiest Gatorade you've ever had with no actual flavor. Oh, Okay. Is this going to go right through you? Are you going to run to the restroom? If you have, oh, we're going to take some potty breaks here. <laughs> or we can wrap this up quickly. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I feel like I'm in a point where I feel very confident. I'm like, I'm yes, I want people to like me, but I'm not going to base my dating life on who likes me because, I mean, I get hit on by guys that I'm like, oh, hells no. You know what I mean? Like, right. I get like, yeah. Um did I ever? Anyway, <laughs> I just had a story that I wasn't sure if I told you, but um, did I ever tell you about the guy who told me he could tell how old I was because of the wrinkles around my eyes? Oh, <laughs> well, that's charming. So yeah, I was I was just hanging out at one of my little local hangouts the other day, having a glass of wine, and um, this guy sat down next to me, and he just started talking and talking, and he was clearly, I mean, he was fine looking and whatever, but he was kind of annoying, and I wasn't there to meet anyone. I was actually meeting up with someone else, but that guy wasn't there yet, so he was just chattering to me, and then at one point, he says, how old are you? And I said, oh, well, that's not a question that you usually ask women, and he's like, no, seriously, how old are you? And I was like, you know, I'm 49, and he was like, oh, wow, I would never have been able to tell. I said, okay, thanks. And it is a compliment, but the way right. he said it, I was just like, it was a weirdly delivered, fuck yeah. Fuck all the way off. And then we continued to talk, and it turns out I think he's 28 or something. And I was like, well, that's super flattering, but not interested in the least. And then he says to me, well, can I get your number? Because I think you'd be super fun to hang out with. I can tell you're fun because of the wrinkles around your eyes. Wait for that. And I looked at him. Wow. And I burst out laughing because who? says that and I and I was like are you joking right now did you seriously say that he goes no there's nothing wrong with it you just have a lot of laugh lines so I know you're fun (laughs) oh for fuck's sake so note to self guys that is not a good pickup line and oh surprise surprise I have not accepted a date with said gentleman and the point is I don't have a problem meeting people but does he like me maybe do I care no do I like him? Absolutely not. <laughs> so I guess that's my long-winded answer. The saying, I have more confidence now. <laughs> and I don't care if I marry anyone ever again. So there you go. So for people like me who are wanting to build <laughs> on our dating confidence, there is a list I found on Psychology Today. Hmm. The first one is to create a pre-date routine. And oh, I, I like think that. that that's about, they talk about exercise, they talk about activities, things that help release some of your tension, but also help you feel grounded and really consider yourself before, okay. like maybe a self-care thing or, which I guess exercise falls into that category or meditation or, I don't know, whatever it is that makes you 
feel your most confident and your most aware of yourself and your needs, I guess. So it's basically saying take care of yourself outside of your dating life. Like take care of your own needs. Take care of your like. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's hard. Jackie keeps taking these huge gulps of this awful liquid and then making the worst faces. (laughs) I'm almost done with my first Literally, all I keep thinking of is it looks like she's just licked roadkill. (laughs) That might taste better. (laughs) And the funny thing is that they gave me like a flavoring thing to make it lemony. There is no fucking lemon in here. Wait, it's in there now? Yeah, I mixed it in with it. Could you put actual lemon in with it? No, I don't think you're supposed to mess with it. It looks it looks harmless. It looks like just like I you know, um I'm trying to say like iodized water. What's that? Water like the There's just a clean lot water of sodium in it. It's just oh. really, really salty. I like salt though. Is that is would that you it? like a sip? No, I would not. Okay. I am not wishing to run to the bathroom. I have to drive for half an hour after I leave here, so no. Yes, which is why I appreciate you coming here because I would not be able to, as I understand it, sit in the car for half an hour. So I have a question you for you. Do you think you might shit your pants? Like literally? If I were in the car, I might have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. So getting Sorry. back to our topic, <laughs> listeners, we appreciate you bearing with us through this. Is this is your PSA, guys. Go get your cold Well, and honestly, we all got to talk about it. We all got to joke around about it. You all got to drink this stuff. Like, Maybe you should do it live on the air, the colonoscopy. I like Katie Kirk. They put you out. Katie Kirk did that. Did you know well, that? Well, she's braver than me. <laughs> well, her husband died of colon cancer, so she then oh <laughs> there's that look again okay okay so do you have Dion a a pre-first date routine oh this is right before the date you do all this yeah um is there anything that you do especially it says specifically a first date is there anything that you do specific to a first date to get yourself ready okay so I am a big bath person I love taking baths like nothing really really okay some people don't and I I I wasn't like it only started happening in the last few years. I don't know what's up, but I love baths. So I that relaxes me like nothing else. I have so many amazing bath salts. I light a candle. I get so relaxed in the tub. I listen to a good podcast or like super relaxing music. Um, and yeah, just take my time. So that's a big thing. And then I have a glass of champagne. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I don't do that just before a first date, but for sure before a first date, that's what I do. Now, I don't do this, but I've heard people say that they will, like, masturbate before a first date. I think that was from that movie. It was was in something about Mary, but I've heard of (laughs) other, like, women that have done that to get, like, close to the, there, so they're kind of excited, I guess. Oh, see, I would think that would take the... Like, to me, that would take the edge off, and also it would put me to sleep. So I don't think <laughs> I'm... bad... Okay. Especially if I took a bath, had champagne, and masturbated. Oh, my God. You'd be I like, just... I don't even need a date anymore. <laughs> I just had a date with me. <laughs> I might drown in the tub, to be honest. Um, but I have not heard that. But I'm not... I mean, maybe I'm sure some people do. Not my Interesting. MO. Not yours either, I take it? I mean, it's not in my pre-date <laughs> routine, no. I mean, no. it's just in your daily routine. I mean, not every day. <laughs> So another option is to reflect on times when you felt most confident. So I guess if you just I need like to that. kind of tap into your yeah. inner confidence. Tell me. Uh, I was just going to ask you the same question. Yeah. I was going to make you go first. Okay. Okay. Um, probably one of the times I, I always feel most confident when I run. Like I love to run. I haven't been as good at it lately, but um, 
like there have been times in my life where I've run pretty much every day. I'm not a competitive runner. I just run for me. And I have a lot of hills in my neighborhood and I will make myself run up hills. And I feel like nothing makes me feel better or more confident than coming home from a run and just being sweaty and red faced and just feeling badass. So I would say that. And I would say if I'm thinking of a specific time, it would be after I did my first and only um, half marathon. Okay. Because I wasn't planning to run any of it. I thought I'll just walk and have a good time and enjoy the scenery. And then I just kind of put on a playlist and started running. And I ended up running the whole bloody thing. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Which was amazing, especially since I hadn't trained, which wasn't smart. Um, I ended up having IT band syndrome really badly and was kind of wrecked for a while. But it was so fun. And I... I got done and I just felt so cool. I'm like, I just ran 13.1 miles and it was shocking because I had not planned that. So I feel like if I look back on my times of like when I felt really confident, that was one. And also all the times I've traveled by myself when I've done it alone, I've been resourceful. I've, you know, just been bold and adventurous. And yeah, so those are my confidence times. Those are very good. Those are very good. I think mine was probably, so I always have been afraid of heights and I still am, but I went on a group when I like a work retreat and you got to choose activities. And one of the activities was zip lining. Mm. And let me point out, not only do I not like heights, I really actually hate going really fast. So, so roller coaster is not your thing. I, oh, yeah. I actually have made deals with people in my life that I'll never get on a roller coaster. But but I had this opportunity. And I first of all, I would never pay to go mm-hmm. ziplining because that would be like paying someone to torture you. <laughs> but I chose it for a number of reasons. But I chose it because I thought I, it's not something I would ever uh-huh. do on my own yeah and so it was terrifying I bet like standing up on that little platform would just like kill me right so this one we did this one up at Whistler actually Mm. and oh recently no this was oh oh gosh this was probably okay 13 14 years ago I was still married then and and it was funny because my husband at the time laughed his ass off when I told him that that was my choice He's like, you? Really? Yeah. He's like, he's like, what are you? But so they start you off with a practice one so you can learn the form, right? And so it's a very, you're not very high up. It's a very small elevation change. You don't go too fast. And that's just to get the mechanics down. Okay. And then they take you. The very next one is the the the, the tallest, the fastest. Because once you've got that done, then everything else is kind of a breeze. Yeah. And it was literally like I was you know, attached to this cable. Yeah. First of all, they tell you that you, if you need to slow down to just let go and stick your arms and legs out and they call it starfishing, right? So you make like a big. Yeah. Starfish. Starfish. Right. right. And that will create some drag that will slow you down. But I was too terrified to let go, but no I wanted kidding. to slow down. So I wish, I wish listeners, you could see this, but I would hold on with one hand and, and then I would starfish? let the other hand and foot out and then switch. <laughs> I was doing like this. So you were half star fishing, alternating the, the whole way. And when I got to the other side, people were like, were you dancing? <laughs> I was like, no, I was just too terrified to starfish because literally. I would not. I let go. Hell no. The tops no. of the way this was set up, it was a like a 200 foot elevation change. Yeah. And literally the tops mm. of pine trees yeah, no, I know. were mm. 10 or 20 feet below me. No. But I remember halfway through 
one of my dance moves, my staying alive, <laughs> John Travolta move. You're half fish. Um, I just realized there was like this moment of peace. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I have ever done. Yeah. I am on above the trees I've dancing, evidently. <laughs> and and I'm terrified. Like, I knew I was terrified and I was scared, but I was like, I'm doing this. Well, and I think that's it is you're doing something that you think you would never do and then you do it and you're like, nothing's going to stop me now. Like, look what I just did. And it yeah. just it just adds so much to I your. I just semi starfished my <laughs> way across the valley. <laughs> you probably looked hilarious. I wish somebody had taken a picture. I bet oh, someone did. Good lord! I hope nobody took a picture of that. No, I would. Okay, so question: Did it slow you down by half then? I don't think it slowed me down by any. <laughs> I came slamming into that. Oh. That I mean, like I didn't get hurt yeah. or anything, but like I it because when you're over the trees, you're not re- like you're where you're going fast, but when you're suddenly approaching. You're dead stop. It you're like, looks like oh, yeah. do you hit you like? They running? teach you how to like bring your legs up and how to like stop properly. Well, it's weird because I think to myself, I'm being so silly about not wanting to do this because I know so many people who are not as fit as I am and certain like not as young as I am, and I'm not young, but like let's just say way older than me, and they've done it just fine. So I'm like, come on, Dion. But I've never done it. I'm terrified too. So I think that's awesome, and I give you mad props for doing that half starfishing it down. You can just call me this semi-starfish. So the next um, suggestion is to create a list of your strengths and include reasons why someone should be fucking happy to get to know you. I added the... I was going to say, psychology today. No, I'm embellishing. No, but it's true. But I think that's important to... Yeah. You know, we write... I I don't know if you've done this, but when we do these manifestation exercises, Mm -hmm. we write lists of what we're looking to bring into our lives and what this guy might look like and what he might be like and how great he's going to be. But... Yeah, what about you? Why wouldn't we write the same things down about how awesome we are? Yeah. I love that. I may do that anyway just because I feel like that's a good exercise. So tell me three strengths of yours. Put you on the spot right now. Well, you all might know this. I'm an excellent communicator. I am very funny and... I'm a, an incredibly loving person. That was so easy. You whipped those out. Well, those are things I'm most proud of. What about you? Um, I think I'm very resilient. I think I've been through a lot and I keep bouncing back. My ex-husband described me as being like one of those blow-up clowns that you just punch and it I'm falls so down and you it didn't comes say back up. Well, he probably thought I was that too. <laughs> no. he. And at first I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to say. But then I was like, no, I'm fucking resilient. Like, you can push me down and I'm just like going to pop wobble. right back up. I they am like a weeble and they wobble. wobble and they don't that's fall down. Me. I'm super resilient. I think I'm I'm relatively intelligent. Um, and I... I do think I have a skill like I feel like I can I can talk to anybody anytime about anything like I'm not I'm not shy even though I'm introverted I think I can get along with most people anytime and yeah I mean and I think I know myself I know myself and I think that's huge nowadays it is important it is important okay next up identify questions you would want to ask if you're feeling stuck so if you're nervous kind of like when we were talking about introverts right right have some things ready to talk right. about in case you get stuck. Yeah. And I think if, sorry, no, I keep bringing out this. See, here's my issue tonight. I'm bringing out this ginormous 
vat of Vaseline because I have this allergy that crops up every single spring where I wake up and my lips look like they've been Botoxed and I'm like double Botox Angelina Jolie and then my lips start to peel. So I don't know what it's about, but every single spring I get it. So this morning I woke up to that. So I... We should put your Vaseline <laughs> next to my big jug of barium and take a picture of what so, it's like to be us today. <laughs> so I carry a giant vat of Vaseline around when this happens. I don't know. I'm allergic to something that blooms around April and May in Washington State that just makes my lips just blow up like a... Yeah. <laughs> it looks like... It looks like a hospital room in here. It really does. This is, this so, is but every time I pulled out my backpack, she, she, she just looks like. So I figured I uh, may as well address it. Do you see it. this jug? I'm going to post that on our our <laughs> when the episode comes out, just to be like, hey y'all, this is what we were talking this about. Is what we're dealing with. Um, okay, so you were saying identify questions that yes. you would you would that you'd be prepared to ask well, the other person if you get stuck. And I really feel like if you, especially for online dating, right, you've presumably looked at someone's profile. And that has presumably given you at least basics about that person. You should have some So insight. you should have some insight. Like, oh, so you grew up in Cincinnati. What was that like? When did you come to Seattle? Um, oh, so you love to travel. What's your favorite country? I mean, I feel like looking at the profile, you're going to come up with some basic questions. What if you meet someone organically, though, and you don't know much about them? Yeah. What I are mean, some I other questions? I think it's good to maybe just have a set of standard questions that you can kind of Where did you grow to. up? Where are you from? Do you, you know, do you have any siblings? Do you have, <laughs> do you have any dogs? <laughs> do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? Are the dogs barking next door in your, in your neighbor's yard? Oh my goodness. Sorry. There are dogs barking. Well, and mine heard them. Oh. And so she's barking. She's very, she wants to participate. She has lots to say on this topic. Obviously. She does not have confidence problems though. Oh, she's the most confidence puppy there is. So visualization. So visualize how you want to feel on a date. And I think that again it goes back to that sort of manifesting mm -hmm. and creating that and I, again I think it just comes back to honoring your needs and saying okay this is how I want to feel yeah yeah I think it's just I don't know no, Dude, I like I've never that. done that I don't I don't know if I would remember to sit down and visualize how I want to feel on a date although I will say this so remember I told you I went and saw remember we had Kedra on yes. as a guest yes. and then I went and saw her yes um just after a breakup just to find out like what do you see what's going on and one of the things that she talked about really was very similar to this again I mentioned earlier we make lists sometimes and we use that as our manifestation and we go okay I'm gonna manifest this it's like weird science right like we're gonna bring this yeah this into our lives create this yeah this list I think about that movie weird science though where <laughs> they literally created a doll or yeah. took a doll and created her into real life that's essentially what what you're trying to do in a way when you're manifesting mm -hmm. off of a list and she said she goes when I do this and this is what she was encouraging me to do she says I don't think about it's okay to have an idea of what you want in a person and and you you can write it down but don't forget to take time to feel how you would manifest the feeling that right. you want so she says I sometimes walk into my house and I'm visualizing what it would feel like to walk into that house and my partner is there and we're going to have dinner together or, and so I've actually done a little bit of that, like at certain times and it's really an interesting thing. And I, it's caused me to think less about all the details that like don't really matter. Who the matter. person is, but, but more, but 
because all we're chasing is a feeling anyway. Well, exactly. Exactly. And I think if you put so much focus on what this person is supposed to be like, um, who, who knows if you're manifesting the right person for you? Exactly. It's much better to manifest the feeling that you want and then let the universe take care of the details, right? So... Psychology Today also recommends getting feedback about your dating style. So we've talked about that in prior, prior from episodes. Dates? From dates? Yeah, so you can ask, um, meet with a matchmaker or a dating coach mm, mm. and ask how you come across. And I'm like, I don't know. I just... Lose the resting bitch face. But okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you don't have one. I'm no, kidding. no, 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 Some no. I know I didn't take that personally. I take a little exception to that idea, though, because if this whole thing is about you are awesome right. exactly how you are and ruminate on that and, and find power and strength in your own awesomeness, why would you then want to worry about how you come off to other people and change your behavior? I'll tell you why. Because who you are on the inside may not be manifesting outward. Okay. There, there are a lot of people who are amazingly awesome, and I'm thinking of someone right now that you and I both know who doesn't always come off well to others. Okay. And she would be the first to admit this. She has a just 100% RBF. She is a warm, loving, kind, generous person. And once you get to know her, you know that. But guess what? She doesn't come across that way. You're right. I, I, I know who you're talking about. You're right. And... I think that it's not a bad thing. I wouldn't say go to a dating coach. I wouldn't say go to someone. I would say go to your closest friends. I would say, like, with her. I would say to her, girlfriend, like, smile. <laughs> like, come on. Like, not like a, a man in the store is like, smile, girl. But I'd be like, what's the matter? You know, come on. Like, I would remind her that she's, that she, <laughs> like, she's angry all the time. <laughs> because she doesn't want to come across as angry all the time. But, like, I wasn't saying that unkindly. I was saying that because I love her and that's not who she is, but she's not coming across in the best manner. So I don't think it's invalid to ask those people close to you. Like if you're truly ask having... a little feedback. Yes. If you're truly having problems, and I'm not saying like, oh, hey, I need you to tell me all the time what I... I'm just saying if, if I truly am having struggles in my dating life, it would not be a bad idea to go to someone who I know loves me and say... How am I coming across to people? That, I don't think that's a bad idea. Because you may not be coming across the way... You may not be showing your awesomeness in the way that you want to be showing your awesomeness. So the outside isn't matching the inside. Right, right. So Sorry, I everyone. I, I just got up to get some ice. We're going to try the round oh my two God. of this Wait, how delightful much of this? fluid. Oh, I just have to drink three quarters <gasps> of this tonight. No! Yeah. Oh my gosh, the, you guys, this is a ginormous jug. How how many ounces is that? It's huge. It's like a gallon, right? It's a gallon jug. She's literally going on round two. <gasps> Christ on a crutch. I <laughs> at least he's not on a cracker. I, that's an interesting idea. Uh, <laughs> oh no. This is so much. Oh, she has it over ice though, so as though this is gonna make it better. Like, she had the other one neat, and now she's got it on the rocks. Rocks. All right. <sighs> okay, here we go. Okay. Anything else you want to share? The ice helps. The ice helps. Honestly. Okay. Well, that's good, you guys. Um, you guys, the ice helps. So note okay, to self. Okay. So while I'm chugging this. Instead of focusing on whether the other person likes you, consider whether or not you like them. So we talked about that quite a Correct. bit. Correct. 
Decide on some strategies you can use on the date to help you tap into your confidence and manage any nerves that may come up. I feel like we're using a lot of those strategies. We've already been talking about them. What do, I mean, do they have any other tips other than drink a lot, which is, you know, what I tend to do, but that, I'm just that, kidding. Honestly, though, <laughs> that helps with confidence for me. So I have to tell you, I was just in St. Louis visiting my family, who I adore. Love you guys. Um, my mom, her twin sister, and my cousins all live in St. Louis. And so I went out. And then my other cousins came up from Atlanta. So it was like a whole awesome family reunion. And my one cousin is a lawyer in St. Louis. And none of my family really drink. So he was telling me that he has to go to these happy hours and how he absolutely hates happy hours because like me, he tends to be an introvert. He absolutely hates small talk. And it's his, uh, he said, Dion, happy hours are my idea of hell because I hate small talk and I go there and everyone's drinking and I just have to make small talk with all these people. And I said, and I'm here to tell you that a glass of wine always helps. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And I know he's not going to start drinking at age 55, but I just thought it was funny because I thought to myself, yeah, isn't that interesting? Like, you can say alcohol's a crutch, and I'm sure it is. But just to having that glass of wine a just little social chills you out. So just I'm just going to throw this out to you. On my list of potential future topics, Alcoholism? I do want to do – no, I do want to do an episode <laughs> on – someone like you and I who drinking is part of our daily life culture it's it's part of our entertainment dating someone who is sober yeah so I, I think that would right. be an interesting topic I would love yeah and I think maybe do we have do we know anyone who's sober I'm they sure. can <laughs> let me wreck my brain I do think we can find <laughs> a sober know. person I don't two. know I, I do know some people uh, who are sober you and, do yeah okay because I would love to get their perspective on what it's like to date someone who isn't <laughs> well and honestly like I you know, I talked to this one guy and we had talked maybe about getting together for a date and he's training for a particular athletic in Denver, in, in Denver, Endeavor. See, not drinking makes it hard for me to but talk. But it could be in Denver too. You it don't isn't. Know. I happen to know that it's not in Denver, but, but I was like, oh, what would that be like? Like, I think yeah. I'd be fine with it. But to date him, to, well, to date with someone who wasn't drinking, especially like early dating when you do lean a little more heavily into the glass of wine or yeah. barium <laughs> deliciousness. Um. So while Jackie takes another giant gulp of <sighs> her so delicious drink of the night, any other. <laughs> yes. So, okay. um, oh, so there's two others. So, uh, get support from friends or family. So, basically, do you know someone who's really good at giving you pep talks that can help? Yes. Like, if you need, if you need to be pepped up, and the stuff you're doing on your own isn't doing it for you, who can really, yeah, pep like, you up? Like, yeah. Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I'm sure I have people. <laughs> I don't reach out to people very often. For it's, I know it's. This is my shortcoming. I. Like I was talking to someone recently about, they were saying, you know, oh, I have all these people that I talk to when I'm having issues. And I was like, I don't. Like I talk to the podcast, but I'm someone who tends to deal with things in my head. So it'd be really hard. I'm someone who is so self-reliant that it'd be really difficult for me to call someone and be like, hey, tell me how amazing I am. <laughs> Even though, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I do though. I'm sure I have people out there who would give me a pep talk. So if you do, if you have people like that, great. Use them. 
I'll give you a pep talk. Okay. Okay, she's finished with her second glass out of probably ten. Um, so I have to at drink. At least eight. At least eight What more. is it? I'll have to read the instructions. Anyway, I have a few more of those to do today. Yeah, I Tonight. Can't wait. And then I don't think I'll be getting a lot of sleep. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so consider your strengths and your areas for improvement. So... I wouldn't focus on your areas for improvement, though, when you, before you're going to go on a date, if you're trying to be confident. Maybe not right before the date, <laughs> but in general, I think that's some of the advice. So I just thought this was a really interesting thing to explore because mm. maybe because it resonates with me because I do struggle sometimes with that confidence all around, but especially when it comes to dating. Yeah. But I am working can, on getting yeah. better. Yeah, for sure. She's going <laughs> to drink some water now. <laughs> I feel like this is this episode has been half content, half PSA, but it's okay because we're all of the age where we need to know about these things. Well, and even if you're not, you will be one day. And mm. people, we got to take care of ourselves. You've got people who love you. Dion and I love you. We love you. Stay healthy. Get your colonoscopies. Get your colon scanned, <laughs> scoped. I or just shit on a piece of paper and put it in the mail. That works too. I'm really wishing right now that that was an option for me at this moment. I know. I'm so sorry. It's okay. This is going to be okay. Everybody. Do you think this, okay, what's worse? Having a, a cold speculum stuck up your vagina or this? And I'm talking about like a gynecological exam, just in right. case you were right. in, case I'm like, <laughs> in case that's my kink. Um, <laughs> no, I'm like, because um, that, that's not fun either, right? Yeah, but that never really bothers me. Really? Like, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's not it's like awkward. The worst thing in the world. Okay. Is this the worst thing? It's not. Okay. The ice helped a okay. lot. <laughs> drinking it warm was like drinking saliva. Oh! <laughs> but... I do, I do say this, medical community. <laughs> oh. We've done a lot of amazing things as a society yes. with regard to yes. science and whatever. How can you not find a way to make this taste better? There has to be a way. Wait, what is this for? Like, what is the purpose of this solution that you're drinking? What is the purpose of it's it? It's to flush you out. Oh, good God. Really? So you're, you're actually supposed to just, like, be shitting all night long? Yes, because... <gasps> They need oh. a they need a clean colon. colon to scan. If it's full of stuff, they can't see anything. So they've got to get everything out. What if, what if you just had an enema? Is this basically like a liquid enema? Just like but it I mean, cleans the whole tract. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. So literally, this is to make you. Just so my shit. reward for <laughs> drinking a gallon of saliva ah. is spending the whole night shitting, and then having a hose stuck up your butt. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh wait, that's an enema. What's like? I feel so. No, it's it's a little camera. Doctors it's a camera and nurses are thing. screaming at me right now. I'm sorry. I literally it's don't a camera, know. Right? Okay, the, but the, just fiber optic. T- but it goes up your butt. Yeah. Okay. But then the reward, the real reward, is I get to eat. I'm so gonna that's eat not it. That's not, it. No, that's not it either. <laughs> The, the reward is um, keeping myself safe from colon cancer, which is the mo- one of the two most preventable cancers. It is? Mm-hmm. It is, What's it is the other one? so preventable. Uh, it might be... Breast? No. Might, uh, I, skin cancer, I think. I think it's oh. preventable. <laughs> um, but it's, it's 
incredibly preventable. If okay. you just go in and they see polyps and they cut them off, then like you don't get cut them off. Yeah, then you don't get colon cancer. Yeah. It's Which also one of the most deadly cancers. I know. And so it's yeah. sad that that's true when it's so preventable. Right. So this is a small price to pay to live a long, healthy life. Okay. All right. And um, also afterwards, my bestie is taking me. She's my ride because you get knocked out so you can't She's drive. She's literally your ride or die. She's my ride or literally. die, literally. <laughs> um, she is she's going to make sure that I have food to eat, and I, I'm hoping that – well, I've told her I would really like to have a Dick's Deluxe on my way home, like just a big, greasy Dick's Deluxe burger. <laughs> hey, for those of you who do not live in the greater Seattle area, Dick's Deluxe is actually a burger joint. So I know, I know, you can get a bag of dicks when you come to Seattle. Come to Seattle come and to eat Seattle a bag of dicks. Come to a bag of dicks. Like, I love dicks. It's so good. Did I ever tell you the story about um, our mutual friend's son? When I first met his son, he was 16. And um, I had never actually met him, but he was talking on the phone to his dad. And I had just moved up here. So I wasn't really familiar with the whole concept of dicks. And <laughs> The restaurant. The restaurant. <laughs> I was very familiar with the concept of digs, but not the restaurant. And um, his son called him on the phone, and I heard him because he has a very loud voice. He's known for his very loud voice. And he was asking, he's like, hey, Dad, what's your dinner? And his dad's like, oh, we're going to have chicken. And all I heard was, but I want dicks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And his dad's like, no, we're having chicken. And then he yelled, but I love dicks. <laughs> And that was my introduction to his 16-year-old son. So. Well, his 16-year-old son clearly has good taste. I guess. So that's what you're going to have tomorrow is a big old dick. Dick's Deluxe. Burger. Okay. Great. And I'm going to love it. And I bet you are. All right. Okay. I guess that's it for this topic. That's all. We've, we, we've, we've gone down some rabbit holes. We've covered dicks. We've covered poop. We've covered all the all things. The things. So, so takeaways anything oh my gosh I just think so it's many important. takeaways I think it's a good conversation that we had because it's it's important to find ways whether it's dating or not I think mm. when you need to things you can do to tap into your confidence and build right. on it I know for me that's of incredible importance and I think every single one of us even if we even if it's difficult to find we all have strengths and we all have those things about us that make us us, that make us unique and special. And every single person has that. And so some, you know, it might be a good exercise if you're having a hard time tapping into your self-confidence, whether it's around dating or not, just to take a few minutes and take a few minutes every day and just kind of like write down the things about you that you love because you have them. You have them. Yeah, I think that I, <laughs> I hope that's probably the first thing I will do um, based on this episode, yeah. when I is to create that list and then have it somewhere to go back to in those times where I feel less confident. Because as I'm going to say, as women, because I can't speak for anybody else, but as women, I think we have such a hard time hyping ourselves, and we have to learn to hype ourselves. Yeah. We, we hype our friends. So imagine if you were your own best friend, what would you be telling yourself about you? That's awesome. 
Think about those things. Write them down. And it's it's a positive thing. It can only be positive because the more self-confidence you have, the more you're projecting that to the world and the better off and, you are. And maybe find a friend like, Dion, I think it was really interesting to tell you those things. And I love that. Here you tell me yeah. those things. And so, Beatheads, find your person and yeah. go sh- do this exercise together. Like, share, yeah. write your list and then read it out loud to each other. Yeah, I love that. I so, think that's a good idea. And that'll just translate to every aspect of your life, including dating. So... It can't hurt. Whoa. <laughs> it thanks. can't hurt. So um, thanks for bringing up this topic idea. Yeah, I love this was it. a fun one. It was. And we'll right. be back in two weeks. And yeah. I would love for our listeners and me to just get a brief recap on how that colonoscopy went I'll for you. I'll give you an update. <laughs> we'll do updates. All right. Bye, Beatheads. Bye, we you love guys. You guys.